0: Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to The Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human, here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back for another episode of The Gentle Podcast. I have Vanessa Jasper here with me. Welcome, Vanessa.
1: Hi, Rachel. Thank Thank you. you for having
0: me. I love that you're here. Vanessa is a yoga teacher, soul coach, entrepreneur, as well as many other things in life. Vanessa, Mm -hmm. do you want to give us a little introduction with what you're doing in your life now and a bit about your background and journey getting here? Yes,
1: definitely. So it's so interesting um, because where I am now is Two days ago, I retired from my uh, 23-year career as a hairstylist, Mm -hmm. and um, my retirement came a little early due to Mm COVID-19, and um, as you'll get to know my story, the further that we uh, go on with our conversation, um, I have a, a compromised immune system due to a liver transplant that I had about seven years ago. So, I decided that it was best for me to step away um, a month early, just to, in order to keep myself safe mm-hmm. and um, quarantined at home. And so, I did that a couple of days ago. And so, that's all been new and fresh to me. So, I am like freshly fresh on this path, like of a life coach and yoga teacher and i'm excited but of course there's still lingering feelings um you know of like oh my gosh like i'm having those moments where i'm like oh wow is this really happening you know <laughs> and so um so yeah here i am and um i'm just super excited to be here on this podcast talking with you
0: yeah So you've done your yoga teacher training and you're a soul coach now from being a hairdresser or hairstylist for 23 years. Was it a slow transition? Was being a yoga teacher and coach something you've been thinking about for a while? Or was it all of a sudden you just thought, I don't want to do what I'm doing now. I want to do something else. What was the transition process like for you?
1: Yeah, so yoga came into my life. Um, in a very powerful way, uh, about two years post-liver transplant. Mm-hmm. And it was a time in my life where I was really frustrated with the healing process of going through such a traumatic surgery. I wanted to bounce back, and I wanted to, um, you know, I, I was doing super high-impact workouts to try to, quote-unquote, get stronger and heal my body faster, and I kept bumping up against um, walls. I I was in so much conflict with myself in the healing process, and what I realized one day after coming home um, from the hospital, I was in the hospital for about four or five days, and during that stay, and... Also, just to rewind a little bit, so post-transplant, there's, there, it's, there's a new norm to life, right? It's not like you just, you're better and life is just great. There's a lot of ups and downs. And so I've been going through a lot of ups and downs in and out of the hospital for about two years post-transplant. So after one of those hospital stays, I came home. I was, before I went to the hospital, I was underweight. And after leaving the hospital, I was 15 pounds overweight because of the, all of the fluids that they had given me in the hospital. So I felt miserable. I was on a lot of, I was on steroids. I was on, you know, a lot of medication. And I finally had an aha moment. And I thought to myself, yoga, I need yoga. Yoga. And um, like I said, I was pounding myself, I, I was pounding my body with, with super hard, high impact workouts before, just before this. So yoga just dawned on me one day and I stepped back into a yoga studio as, as terrible as I felt about myself. I didn't even want to see myself in the mirror at the time. And so I just decided to just do it. So I got out of myself and story and I just showed up and I went to yoga and I had another epiphany after that. I realized how great yoga made me feel. And it was then that I vowed to myself that I was going to stick with the yoga journey, that I was just going to see where it would take my body. And I realized that I was just going to, I was just going to let my body heal in its own time. And so I, I just um, made that commitment and I've been doing yoga ever since. So as you can imagine, um, doing that led me into this journey of self-discovery and uh, a dive inward to myself to figure out why I was having all of these health issues um, and I just wanted to dig in a little deeper under the layers, like peel back the layers and really see what was going on, you know? Mm. And so it was then that I really, like the fire in me started to burn um, that I wanted to go to yoga teacher training. And being on this, um, you know, being, having a career of 20-something years or probably close to it at that time, I thought, how am I going to transition? How am I going to go to yoga teacher training? Do I have the time, the finances? Like, how am I going to make this happen? So for a couple of years, I just, I just kind of, um, it was burning in the back of my mind, but I just didn't think it was possible yet. You know, when you are kind of in that space of like, I can't, You know, I was like, like, I really, really wanted it, but I was like, how, you know, all of, I was giving, you know, myself all of the reasons of why, um, I couldn't. And, um, finally I ended up going to a personal development, uh, seminar called the Landmark Forum. And it was the first time I had invested in myself in, um, where I had paid for personal development. And even then at the time was um, a lot. But I realized during this personal development um, seminar that it it helped me to like peel away um, some of the past and the things that were holding me back and some of the the limiting beliefs that I was having. And it helped me to see um, that there was potential. And that there was space for that—that um, that I could I could do it if that's what I really wanted to do. Mm. So that's when I came home and I told my husband, "I'm going to yoga teacher training. I don't know what that means for you and I, for our schedules or finances. I don't know what that means for our life, but I feel like I have to do this." And he just looked at me like a deer in headlights, and he was like. Okay, <laughs> and the very next day he um, he said, I, I fully stand by you, I believe in you you should you should do this, and so I did, and then here we are let 's see I started yoga teacher training in two thousand and eighteen in June of two thousand and eighteen, and then here I am in two thousand and twenty let I left my career as a hairstylist of 23 years, that wasn't broken. There was nothing wrong with that career. I was actually, it was probably the easiest it had been since I started my career. I'd finally gotten my business to a point where it was like a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. But I was no longer feeling fulfilled there. I knew that after my yoga teacher training and everything that I learned and everything that I was implementing in my own life um, all of the tools my toolbox was growing I was learning all of these um, you know breathing techniques and um, mantras and you know um, it just um, yoga just yoga and just, just yoga within, in, in and of itself is just so um, healing. So I began to implement all of those things into my life. And they changed my life. So that's when I decided to just expand on my education and get a and go for the bigger program where I would have the tools to work more one-on-one with people to be able to help them. Um, I love leading yoga classes, but as I started to dive deeper into my own journey and um, my yoga journey, I realized that I wanted more and that I wanted to work with one-on-one with clients on a deeper level. So that's when life coaching, I started uh, my life coaching certification. And I thought, wow, I could use all of this together to really help women to overcome adversity and get on the other side, just like I have.
0: Mm-hmm. There's so many really beautiful points in that story. <laughs> and one that really stands out to me is that as a hairstylist, like you said, there was nothing wrong. Like you you could have easily just kept doing that, but you did mm-hmm it didn't fulfill you and I think there's so many people living in that kind of limbo zone right now that they can't keep doing what they're doing even though it's not like amazing it's just the the little bit of an easier option than shaking their life up completely Uh mm -hmm. uh-huh yeah and I love how I love your introduction to yoga how it was to to heal your body, to discover more about yourself. And I love how when people start going to yoga classes after they have that beauty mm-hmm. feeling to get in, it always expands into so much more because yoga is so much more than physical stretching. There's this whole other spiritual side to it that we can use to really amplify our life in, in our healing, growth and all the other areas as well. Yes,
1: yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I finally reached a place where I I think the the most, um, um, I don't know, trying to think of the word, I I guess what stands out to me is that I was stuck in a very uh, masculine energy Mm -hmm. at the time. It was a very, and that's why I resonate so much with your work, because I grew up in that very masculine energy. And it was like, go, 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 hustle, muscle through. And even throughout my transplant, you know, my mom, she's a very masculine energy type of woman. She's a very, very um, strong uh, woman that just kind of um, muscles through life. And so she, during my transplant, you know, and, and I know that, um, that she meant the, the very best, but um, I would I was very frustrated sometimes because um, whenever I was feeling during that phase in my life when I was on the transplant list for eight months, I was feeling like I just wanted to rest, like I wanted to just like like I wanted someone to just give me permission to say like it's okay, I understand how you feel, and just be. Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't, I, and when I would speak to my mom, we spoke almost every single day. She was always encouraging me. She was my cheerleader and I I love that, but I guess I didn't feel, I didn't give myself permission to just rest and to be. Mm -hmm. And so I finally one day hit a wall. And I think that was the first time I had surrendered in that, um, phase that I was in, I was the first time that I had actually said, uh, threw my hands up and just said, it's okay to feel all of this. Mm -hmm. It's okay to cry. It's okay that I don't feel like this is okay right now. It's okay for me to, um, to just rest and not have a smile on my face, you know, and it was during, it was after a phone call that I had from my nurse and um during that time i was on the waiting list and basically after that phone call with my transplant um, nurse they told me that i would have to wait even longer to have my transplant and at this time mind you i was already very sick i was jaundice um my skin was super super itchy from all of the bile salt and um things Um, it does something to your nerve endings and you just feel super itchy. So I was, I had, sorry to be um, a little uh, graphic here, but I was like very, I had scabs all over my body. I was underweight. I was jaundiced. I was tired. I felt awful. And so hearing that news, I literally had enough. I literally broke down. You know, I went into my closet and it was the first time that I had, and let it all out. And I think that was the first time that I had actually surrendered to the situation and just allowed myself to be. Mm.
0: There's so much power in just allowing yourself to feel what is happening. And it doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us dismissive of the positivity or opportunities or the potential in the future. It's just about feeling what's happening in that moment. So that's really beautiful just mm-hmm. that moment of surrender for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That moment was key for me. It was then that I realized that that surrender was what I needed.
0: Mm. With the work that you're doing now with your yoga classes, one-on-one work and all the things that you want to do in the future. Now you have the space to commit to this side of your business What's the the main message or the main work you feel is really important for you to do with women or whoever you want to work with in the world right now? That's the question.
1: (laughs) You know, it's like it evolves and it's still evolving. And I honestly don't know how to answer that in like one concise way because that's still unfolding for me, but I do definitely feel passionate about helping women overcome adversity in a way that it that is empowering, mm-hmm. spiritual, and that they actually feel um, to and to where they actually feel. Stronger or more confident, that's the word, where they actually feel more confident um, a, as a result. And also during that, during the work that we're doing during these sessions, because you're digging in and you're um, getting to know yourself more, that builds confidence, right? And it, and it, it, it for me, it helped me begin to trust my intuition which was something that I had not really ever done before. I think that there are moments, big moments in my life where I had followed my intuition and thankfully so. But for the most part, I kind of used to just like shove it down away somewhere, you know? And so I want to help women um, connect to their intuition and find their voice. Because for me being um, in the healthcare system, I had to find my voice and I had to be my own advocate. And so I
0: think that's really important for me is helping women find their voice as well. Mm, I love how you worded it, empowering and also spiritual. I think that's mm-hmm. like such a powerful combination to, to instill that into women and everyone, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are besides yoga, what are some of the tools and practices that have really helped you in your journey that everyone listening might be able to implement for themselves or even within yoga, like getting a little more
1: specific? Yes. So for me, gosh, there are so many things that I do. I, my um, toolbox is just has a variety of things and I kind of just pull them out as I feel that I need them. So there's not anything specifically that I do every day because every, you know, my routine looks different every day. But I know that's um, one of the things that really, really helps me a lot is to have that emotional resilience. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing that I like to bring into my sessions, my one-on-one sessions is teaching and helping people build that emotional resilience and intelligence. Because for me, that has been key. I didn't realize how much of my life I kind of lived on the edge constantly Mm. without um, releasing it. And for me and my energy type, um, for those of you that are familiar with human design, my energy type, I have a lot of open centers. And so I feel everything. And it's no wonder I ended up so sick I, I grew up in a, my mom raised me as a single mom um, my dad was a drug addict and um, there was just a lot of ups and downs, very uncertain, um, you know, uncertain times. And so I carried a lot of that with me throughout life. And that's some of the work that I like to do myself. Um, at home. It's just like the emotional resilience work. And you can do that through um, yoga, even exploring yoga postures. So one of the modalities that I use is yoga body psychology. And what yoga, yoga body psychology speaks to is the somatics of um, how we kind of hold on to trauma, whether it's a small T or a big T, uh, you know, um, it could be um, any sort of trauma. But um, in the yoga body psychology, I learned that if you can stay in a supported posture, meaning like on the floor with a bolster, or if you're working one-on-one, that's where the um, facilitator comes in, where I would come in and help and support you by using yoga props and things. But it's holding you in a position um, in a very gentle way and um, talking you through it and breathing and kind of going through the script that's going to help you sit with that discomfort. And that releases a lot of energy that has been blocked that we really don't need to hold on to. Mm. And it helps so much because you release things that you didn't even know were in there. And it doesn't even matter where they came from or why you feel angry all of a sudden or why you want to cry or why, um, whatever it is that comes up, Um, it, it doesn't even matter where it's coming from, right? What matters is that we just need to let it go. So that creates space for more. Not only do you feel lighter physically when you walk away, but you are actually more in of a space you're in a space of creativity and potential because now you've shed some layers right now you've let go of some things and now you can actually start to see past the the gunk that maybe was like fogging your your uh, glasses per
0: se mm. you yes. know we, we don't need to understand everything at a intellectual level like you said we don't need to know why the emotions are there but when we show up for these practices to honor our emotions, release, transform mm-hmm. that energy, we open. Mm-hmm. Space, like exactly like you said, so that's yes, really cool. definitely, yes, definitely. So breathing
1: um, is huge, mm-hmm. and um, journaling. Journaling is also something that has helped me get in touch with my intuition. So I love to journal, and of course, meditation. Yes. Those are the practices that I really. Um, stick to, um, most frequently.
0: Mm. And when you journal, do you just openly write? Do you have prompts for yourself? What's your journaling process like?
1: Yeah. So my journaling process in the morning, sometimes I like to just journal and kind of free write and just kind of see what my soul is feeling that day, what's coming up. And so I might just let myself um, just start to kind of ramble on a piece of paper, and eventually things start to come up and show up. And um, so it, it doesn't always um, make sense at first, but then uh, once I read it back, I can kind of um, it, it, then it begins to flow. And I'll, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you said something. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know, I just kind of let it flow. And then other times, like the other day, there was something that I felt that was holding me back from showing up. I felt very um, limited by my own, you know, I I still have days where I I come up against the unworthiness. That's been a big thing in my life, um, feeling unworthy. And And, um, so whenever that pops up, Um, It just happened to me a few days ago and I really wanted to show up online, but I just couldn't. I really was just feeling very stuck and I was like, what is this about? So I took to my journal and I literally wrote the question, Vanessa, what is holding you back from showing up? Mm. And what I discovered is that it was judgment from other people. And then I asked myself, well, so what if other people judge you, then what? And then I said, well, they're going to judge me anyway, so who cares?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. And so so I was like, well, cool, that's that. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of literally like sitting with it. And I've, I've gotten, I've exercised that muscle more. So whenever another tool that I love to use is like that, an an easiness in my body, just because now I've gotten so much better at releasing things as they come in Mm -hmm. that whenever I'm feeling uneasy in my body, whether it's like I'm feeling, um, in my head, or my, I have shortness of breath, or I have like pressure in my chest, or my belly hurts, or all of the things that you know—all of those physical symptoms that we we get when we're not aligned with who we really are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I notice that now. I notice the physical symptoms. So if I don't notice the the, the thoughts usually I'll notice what's going on physically. And so then I'll begin to ask myself or emotions too. I'll get, I'll be like moody or emotional. So those are all, those are all things that are, um, they're kind of like um, awarenesses, right? And so those things are kind of what I use to kind of measure how I'm feeling. And when I am feeling those ways, then I address it. I ask myself, you know, what is it? Why are you feeling this way? And what is it that you need to express right now? Mm. What is it that you need to nurture? What's going on? You know? And so, so. yeah. So just asking myself those questions and that has just really helped me to get to know myself so much more. So now I follow my intuition. I follow um, how my body feels. Mm. They're the signs.
0: Yeah. And there's some really beautiful prompts that everyone listening can use as well. Just simple questions to ask yourself. And it is your intuition that is responding to those questions. So honoring the guidance that you're giving yourself. Yes, that's
1: huge. Yeah, that is huge.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And if I can't, you know, if my mind is too busy, and I can't, I can't get there to the intuition, I can't I can't be still enough to listen to the intuition. Then that's where I begin to use my breath. You know, that's when I close my eyes. Because when you close your eyes, doing something simple as closing your eyes, it's like you're taking your attention off of the external world and you're turning it to the internal world. Like what is going on in here, in my heart? You know, and so when I close my eyes and then begin to focus on my breath, then I start to clear that channel between myself, God's source, energy, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And that's when the intuition comes in and all of the wisdom. That's where it lies, right? All mm-hmm. the wisdom. Yeah.
0: And that's when I feel better. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for sharing everything that you've shared today, Vanessa. I've- Loved everything. Are there any little final words that you would like to finish yourself with? Um,
1: know that just you're an overcomer. Believe in yourself. Keep going. And even on the days when it's hard, um, honor what it is that you're feeling and just keep showing up for yourself. Your higher, or, um, your, your higher self and your future self will guide you to where you need to be
0: beautiful thank you so much for being here vanessa and thank you everyone that's here listening thank you so much rachel it was
1: such a pleasure speaking with you
0: thank you so much for listening if you loved this episode i would love for you to take a screenshot and share on social media with your biggest insight make sure you tag me at by rachel white on facebook and instagram Have a beautiful day. Namaste.